Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, Miami Dolphins football fans from Germany and all across the world, wherever you may be listening to. The Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs fell into Frankfurt. For an early morning matchup, let's break it all down right now on Dolphins postgame, which starts here and only here on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're all locked in to Miami Dolphins football on the one and only streaming live programming station, the Sports for Beginners podcast studio. This is where the fishes play their football. This is Miami Dolphins postgame, and now, here is your host of the program, Thomas McGregor. Welcome, everyone, to Miami Dolphins football on the Sports for Beginners podcast, or, as they say in Germany, Guten Tag. Everyone, I'm sure Germany listeners, you could say that better than I can. But we're not here to discuss language. We're here to discuss football that the NFL has brought to the German listeners in Germany and us football fans in general of America and Canada and all across the world. And speaking of football, being for everyone across the world. Before we get started, a couple of things I want to touch on. First, we will not be having a very long show because we will, in the first segment, after a quick break, have our breakdown of the game. We will get to our player of the game within the opening segment. We will have words from, if we do have a victory speech, the Kingdom Chiefs YouTube or wherever we can find their speech. You'll get my perspective kicking off our middle segment on how I feel about playing morning football with the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. And for those of you Swifties out there, I'm sorry this is not the program for you, so I would kindly suggest that if you are asking about Taylor Swift on this program, I love her as well 
but I like the music more. And when I say love, I mean I enjoy her music, but I don't want to bring her into the conversation of football because we want to talk about the football. We don't want to bring up any negative areas. So for that reason, if you want to hear my thoughts on Taylor Swift, you may want to go check out something else where I can actually give you my thoughts on Taylor Swift. But if you still want to tune into this show, that is completely up to you. I would love it if you tuned in. And I know just because I said that, I'll just put it out there. Just because I said that, you might just hit pause and never come back to it. But if you do come back to it, you could be missing out on some great content. But I just wanted to get that out of the way for all of you Swifties out there that are Taylor Swift fans. I know it's a big conversation that's been going on with two pl- with a player and its family, but I want to be respectful of the family, and I want to be respectful of both the player and the singer. So for those reasons, we will not discuss Taylor Swift in this program. After we've gotten through my perspective in the middle segment, if there's time in the middle segment, we will get to our game balls of the game. We will talk about the week nine Thursday night football matchup. And we'll catch up with week nine's event happening right now. And continuing out through the afternoon as we prepare to get ready for Buffalo Bills, and Cincinnati Bengals on SNF. All of that will happen as we even approach the final segment of this program. Now, we're going to take a break, but we will be back in a few minutes' time to get the game from the opening segment to the middle segment to the final segment of our program out of the way. But first, let's hear some words from our station, the Sports Beginner Station, where you're listening to this from. And some of our podcast friends who have helped grow this audience even bigger than just here in Canada. So here's a word from Broadcast Map, our station, Sports for Beginners. And take another look at the podcast, which airs episodes every Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Voices for Ability Radio. And you can find that wherever you get your favorite podcast if you don't tune into the show on Wednesdays. So let's get those words in. 
and then get back at it to discuss Dolphins, Chiefs. Who won the game? We break it down when Dolphins postgame continues. Stay with us. Thank you for joining us today for your weekly dose of sports content. If you have any questions or thoughts on this show that you'd like to let our host know about, simply send us a voice message on Anchor and let us know what you think we can improve on to help us out on the show. And remember that it is not goodbye. It is until next time. See you Wednesday. Welcome back to Dolphins post game. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. And for those of you Swifty fans just joining us uh, into the program, as I mentioned in my earlier words, before we got this opening show started, it is only interesting that I play Taylor Swift music for our break and until the end of the program. So I'll be playing the music, but all credit goes to her and the people that love her music just as much as we do as Swifty fans. The rest of this show will all the credit most likely will be my voice and will also be other things in the description below. We will have our first thing in the description, which is credit to CBS.com. Our breakdown as the Kansas City Chiefs back in the win column after losing to the Denver Broncos by a score of 24 to 9 in favor of the Broncos in Denver Meanwhile, the Miami Dolphins were coming off a victory over the New England Patriots. 
31-17, Dolphins beat the Patriots. So how did this game go? Well, only one team can win, right? And improve to 7-2. Seven, seven wins and two losses. Unfortunately, for the Miami Dolphins, this win takes them to six and three, and the Chiefs move up seven and two. Now, some of you may, who have been following me on Instagram, may have been seeing, and it's whoever I have on my followers, me always call the Kansas City Chiefs the Kingdom Chiefs. Why is it I use that phrase? Well, I use that phrase because it's true. And that's basically what you call Arrowhead Field. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying that. And before I get off the topic at hand, let's go to our game breakdown. So. Let's figure out what happened in this game. If we didn't watch it throughout the beginning, let's figure out what happened while we while we were all sleeping, whether we were Chiefs fans, whether we were Dolphins fans. Let's figure out what happened. So, it begins with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. And he starts us off with a pass to Rice for 11 yards in just seven plays and 75 yards with only two minutes and 57 seconds of possession time. Now, of course, there could have been plays that led up to it. But that was the first quarter drive score for the Kansas City Chiefs. Moving into the second quarter play, the Kansas City Chiefs continued their offense. And then the defense came. After the Chiefs went up 14-0 to zero against the Dolphins with a short pass to McKenyon, I believe that's the name. I'll, I'll run through the names when we get through our game balls, so don't you worry. The defense showed up after it was 14 to 0 over the Miami Dolphins with the Chiefs having the lead. And how does this defense do it? Well, I actually did this. Spoiler alert, I did this the other day on one of my football games for Madden NFL, 
where you fumble a ball and return it for a touchdown. So, how did this all happen? Well, Tua passed short. It's given to the Cheetah, a.k.a. former Kansas City Chiefs roadrunner, Tyreek Hill. For 38 to the Kansas City 38 yard line. But gets fumbled for a loss of eight yards as recovered by Edwards at the Kansas City 37 yard line, who takes it. From the 38-yard line and the 47-yard line, the 37-yard line, all the way up to a lateral four yards to Cook for 59 yards of a touchdown. And now it is 21. The zero Chiefs over the Miami Dolphins. And that would be our score of our box score until the second half. With the Chiefs leading 21 to zero. Basically, the Kansas City Chiefs had 21 points the Miami Dolphins had zero none nothing on the board they weren't on the board but that would all change in just eight plays 75 yards and five minutes and 10 seconds of possession time with quarterback of the Miami Dolphins passing in the air to CJ Wilson, I believe the name is CJ Wilson, for a 31 yard touchdown. All of a sudden, 21 nothing is now 21 7. But the Chiefs are only up by two touchdowns now. So they lead by 14. Raheem Mozart, being the guy that he is, is in the clutch time. Next Dolphin possession in four plays. He goes left end side for 13 yards. And all of a sudden, we've got a one-point game. As it's now 14, Miami Dolphins to 21. Kansas City Chiefs. Which means now they only have the one touchdown. Lead 
but it wasn't quite enough as the fourth quarter would just be a bunch of plays of drives where at the time you'd get to the final piece, all it took was an interception or a fumble by the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, Tua, to end the game. Now, keep in mind, guys and girls and fans of both teams, this could have easily been if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, this could have easily been 38 to 0. This could have easily been 28 to 0. Heck, it could have been a 27 burger given to the Miami Dolphins. But the Miami Dolphins are not ones to sit around and not give it their all. And that's what they did in the second half. If you would have said that that's it, the Dolphins game is over next week, let's look forward to next week. I would have probably told you early. It's still early. Wait, they might have a chance. But they just could not tie the game. And as a result, the box score here in our game breakdown leads us to the Kansas City Chiefs scoring seven and then adding another two sevens. To have 14 points in the second quarter. But only 14 points was all the Dolphins needed in the second half, third quarter of play. Basically, the, the Chiefs could have just won the game 21-0. to But they let the Dolphins... I don't want to say get under their skin. But I will say this. They let the Dolphins back in it. But they didn't let them tie it. They said let's take the 21 to 14 win. And that's all for this game. In Frankfurt, Germany. Speaking of which, both quarterbacks, first on the Dolphins side, Tiger Viola got 21 catches out of 34 attempts for a total yard of 193. He averaged only 5.7 a carry for one touchdown, didn't throw a pick but got sacked three times for 18 yards in sacked. Now to the Kansas City guy in Patrick Mahomes. And for him, 
kind of the same result, but not really. In just 20 catches out of 30 attempts, he put up 185 yards for an average for an average of 6.2 yards. Didn't throw a touchdown pick, but certainly threw two touchdowns. He was only sacked two times for 11 yards. Now let's look at the entire team. So let's start with possession. So Miami, you had the ball, Miami Dolphins team, for 30 minutes and 24 seconds. For the Kansas City Chiefs, you had the ball for 29 minutes and 36 seconds. Giving us a total first downs for the Miami Dolphins of 20. 11 of those plays for both sides being passing. Six of those plays for the Dolphins being on the ground. And you had three penalties to the Dolphins. Meanwhile, on the other side, you had 16 first downs for the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, 11 of those plays were passing plays. On the ground, it was four rushing plays, and they only got one penalty compared to the three the Dolphins got. Both teams converted three times out of 12 and 10 third down efficiencies. Kansas City never saw fourth down. Meanwhile, the Miami Dolphins, on the other hand, saw fourth down, but could not convert. Or just decided to punt it, which is probably the best decision. We finish off this game with the total yards before we get to our player of the game, which is around the corner here in the opening segment. So stay with us. The total yards for both teams were in the 200s. And for the Miami Dolphins, they averaged a total yardage of 292 yards. 
Meanwhile, for the Kansas City Chiefs, they average a 200-yard total of 267 yards. In total, both teams made, for the Miami Dolphins, 58 plays for an average of five point of five and a half. 5.0 in a 4.8 for the Kansas City Chiefs in yards per play. They average just 56 plays in total for the 267 yards. In total of the passing yards, though, Kansas City went 185 yards Meanwhile, the Miami Dolphins went 193 yards. And you know, the completions and attempts in the team in general, Miami was 21 completions out of 34 attempts. Kansas City, on the other hand, was just 20 for 30 completions of attempts. On the ground! After yards per pass. I wonder what the yards were. Here's what the yards per pass were, though. As we get to it. Miami was 4.7 yards per pass. And Kansas City averaged 4.5. No, 5.4, excuse me, yards per pass. Both teams, as I mentioned, got sacked. One got sacked only two times. The other, three. For a loss of 18 yards and a loss of 11 yards. Who was the 11 yards, you asked? That was Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City didn't do much on the ground. They only had a total of rushing yards of 93 yards. Meanwhile, the Miami Dolphins rushed for 117 yards. giving them 21 rushes out of Kansas City's 24 rushes, which makes Kansas City 
3.9 in yards per rush. And Miami Dolphins, 5.6 per rush. Both teams went in the red zone and converted. The Miami Dolphins, the very first time they were in the red zone, done, completed, one for one. But Kansas City Chiefs, first time in, done. Did it, got in the red zone, boom, succeeded, touchdown. Second time they were in the red zone, same thing, they converted. They go a perfect two for two. I will not talk about the penalties, but I will tell you that both teams received six penalties. Kansas City got nine, though. So they got just four more penalties. Than the Miami Dolphins. All right, let's wrap up this game breakdown and look at the fumbles because there were fumbles here, and I saw one with my own eyes on my own TV. I saw it. So both teams fumbled the ball. One team recovered it after they fumbled. The other team, well, the Miami Dolphins in this case, they fumbled three times, only recovered it once. After that, it was Kansas City with the ball. In terms of touchdowns, only two touchdowns scored by the Miami Dolphins, and that's kind of a figure of speech because it's kind of true. Meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs, well, they scored three touchdowns. But how did they do it? Well, they scored two on the ground. No, they scored two in the air. None of them were in the ground. The Dolphins scored an equal amount of touchdowns. They scored one on the ground and one in the air. Where did the ground or air of their touchdown come from? Well, came from the interception. That wasn't Tua, apparently, that threw it. You would think it was, but it wasn't him. Oh, wait. No, excuse me. There were no interceptions. That was a fumble touchdown. All right. Let's get to our player of the game. But before we do that, let's take a 30-second timeout and hear from my podcast on the ice and behind the benches. And another word from our Sports for Beginners station. 
when we return, we wrap up the opening segment with our player of the game. Plus, we check in on our early one o'clock action on week nine. We look at our attendance record in the final segment. Let's get you ready for Sunday Night Football. Or the 4 o'clock matchup eh? happening in just about hours from now. And so much more is to come on the middle segment. That is it for the opening segment when we wrap up with our player of the game. But hey, we're just getting started. A quick, quick reminder that I will use before we get into the middle segment as we wrap up the opening segment with the player of the game. A quick reminder, there will be a double Dolphins post-game show happening after the conclusion of the two teams mentioned in this final segment of our program. If you already know who the teams are, I will just let you guys know that there will be a double-dose post-game show happening at the final Wizard, the final, but the final whistle, excuse me, of the Jets and Dolphins next couple of Sundays from here. And that does not include the first Jets game on the schedule after the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, let's take that 30-second time out and hear from our station. And on the ice and behind the benches, as Dolphins postgame continues to roll on right after this. So stick with us. Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams? Listen to Broadcast Map with me, Ali Musa. To learn more, about the show and to view the upcoming schedule like the broadcast map facebook page search broadcast map it's now time for the dolphin post game flavor of the game on sports where we get the podcast 
how's life? Tell me how's your family? I haven't seen them in a while. You've been good, busier than ever. On the Sports for Beginners podcast, let's get into the Sports for Beginners studio with our host of the program, Thomas McGregor. Because the last time you saw me is still burned in the back of your mind. You gave me roses and I left them there It is Dolphins postgame and it is our player of the game portion of this Chiefs versus Dolphins. Early morning football edition between the G- between in Germany the Chiefs and the Dolphins. So, who are the players of the game? And of course, I gotta keep. Those Taylor Swift fans who are listening to this podcast, I got to keep you attuned. This music will be continuing throughout the program. As we proceed to move forward into the hours leading up to Sunday Night Football, where we'll have our host of Buffalo Bills postgame and Buffalo Bills pregame take over the Sports Beginners podcast at the tick of SNF, also known as Sunday Night Football. All right. So, who is it? Who are the players of the game? And do we have a play to listen to? I'll get to the play as we get to the break of the opening segment in just moments. But first, as the as I always like to quote Julie Chen Moonves, host of Big Brother. One of my favorite reality shows. So, shout out to you, Julie. Here are your players of this game. On the Kansas City Chiefs side, we've got two players of the game. And the first goes to none other than quarterback. Number 15, Patrick Maho. I mean, just I mean, just look at this guy's career. Before we talk about what his stats were, because we did mention it early in the opening segment, just look at this. 200 and or 2,257 yards in this season already. 15 touchdowns. He's only thrown eight picks in this 
season, and he didn't throw a single pick in this game in Germany. That's some improvement, Patrick. Speaking of improving, let's recap for those of you joining us on the player of the game portion of the program. If you're just joining us, welcome. Let's give you a brief reminder of how Patrick did in his catches and attempts to throw the ball for those catches. Out of 30 yards of attempts, he managed to make 20 catches. So 20 of these targets out of 30 each received the ball. Do you think you know who received the ball? Check the box score and find out. So he was 20 of 30 for catches and passing attempts. How many yards did he get? Well, he got 185 yards. And he averaged just two touchdowns with 6.2 yards a carry. He was sacked two times. Got to work on that a little bit. It's tough to do. I actually watched a series that revolves around Patrick Mahomes. And it's called Quarterback, a Netflix original. You could find it on Netflix if you're interested. I suggest you go check it out. It's pretty good. But those are just my opinion. He got sacked two times for 11 yards. Who is player of the game number two for Kansas City? Or Kingdom Chiefs? as I called them. Well, let's give it to some of the receiver guys here. Let's look at a guy by the name of Noah Gray, 83, where's number 83, and is a tight end for the tap. For the Kansas City Chiefs. And he gets three targets, three receptions of those three targets for a yardage of 34 yards, averaging just 11.3 a yard carry. He didn't score a touchdown, but the longest yards he got was 25. Well, let's look at it. Let's look at um somebody who did get a touchdown, and that is 
running back number one, Derek McKenyon. I, I, I've said the guy before. And I uh, apologize if I got your name pronunciation wrong. Anyways, for just two targets and two receptions, one of them being a touchdown, he averaged 22 yards for an average yards of 11.0 with the one touchdown, and his longest yards was 17 yards a carry. All right, let's look at the Miami Dolphins. So, Jarek McKinnon, Patrick Mahomes, and Noah Gray are your players of the games for Kansas City. Now for your player of the game from the Dolphins. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't think Tua was a player of the game. But in all honesty, I think I'm giving my player of the game for the Dolphins to this guy right here. Who on just 12 attempts averaged 85 yards. Give it up for Raheem Mostert. who averaged 85 yards to carry on the ground, scored a touchdown, and with it, just 7.1 yards to carry for the longest yards he got was 25. And I'd actually be remiss to say that there weren't just one guy for the Dolphins. There was another guy as well. And we're going to give that one to Jalen Waddle. One attempt on the ground, 12 yards, 12.0 yards to carry. Longest yards, 12. Didn't score a touchdown, but that's okay. We only had one touchdown on the ground anyways. And C.J. Wilson Jr. was the... No, Cedric Wilson Jr., excuse me, was the man responsible for the air touchdown. All right, we got our player of the games out of the way. But now... I think it's time we reveal one of our teams as we get into the middle segment after this break from our Sports Beginners station. I think it's about time we get through one of our plays of the early morning football game. But before we do that, let's look at 
our games going on so far as we're going to do this throughout the middle segment with my perspective coming right up. So, heading into the halftime mark, we have the Atlanta Falcons currently leading the Minnesota Vikings 11-3. Cleveland's on a tear, 10-0 over the Arizona Cardinals for the Cleveland Browns. Also on a tear, it's 14-0 to the Seattle Seahawks with the Baltimore Ravens leading by 14 points. Green Bay just scored a touchdown and they lead 7-0 over the LA Rams. The New England Patriots, who are in Frankfurt, Germany next week, I believe, are in a close matchup between the Washington Commanders, 14-10. Patriots lead by four points. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are also in a close match. They lead by 17 points. Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead the Houston Texans 17 to 10. And we've got a tie ball game, folks, with 14 points each between the Chicago Bears and the New Orleans Saints as it stands right now. A reminder coming up later in the schedule, we've got the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Carolina Panthers. We've got the New York Giants taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. We've got the Dallas Cowboys at five, at 425 as well, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And we've got the matchup that we're getting you ready for on Sunday night, later in the night. It's the Buffalo Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals at Paycor Stadium. All right, that is our check-in, and we're going to check in with the entire Week 9 next on our middle segment. So stick with us. Dolphins postgame continues. It's rally into the night with some more action headed your way. As we prepare for some more action, it's Dolphin Postgame and it continues right after this. I'm so glad you made time to see. Busier than ever, we small talk, work and the weather. 
This has been your Miami Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs player of the game on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Did you like it? Of course you did. Get ready for another Dolphin Post game player of the game next week. But right now, time for a message from our studio at the Sports for Beginners podcast. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. It is Dolphin Post Game. And it is the Sports for Beginners Podcast. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. We're keeping the Swifty vibes moving. And who would be interested in learning our plays of the game as we've hit our middle segment wait don't answer i already know so here is some plays of the game first we've got your play of the game from kansas city and that features Greg McDuff's corner blitz. All right, let's see if we can find our cornerback, our corner blitz play from Brett McDuff of the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's see if we can find that out here. If we can't seem to get the plays going, we're just going to look into what's going on in the NFL as of right now. And we're going to look at our Week 9 matchup featuring the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday Night Football. Here we go. Here is our Dolphins player of the game. 
I mean, play of the game. And here is going to be coming up soon our Kansas City Chiefs player of the game. Of the Kingdom Chiefs. Let's get let's get the let's get the play running and get to the men who called it in Frankfurt. The Dolphins find themselves right now posted on the Hold on one second. Find themselves right now, posted on the carry. Mozart flashes the stiff arm strength, a 19 yard burst in the final two minutes. That is our play of the game. And now. It's time for the play of the game from the can from the Kansas City Chiefs. Here are the men that called it. Let's get it on before we get down to our game balls of the game. And before we get down to our game balls of the game, time to make a little check-in on our week nine schedule a little later on here on Sports for Beginners the Podcast. You'll catch Scott McGregor and Bill's Mafia getting ready for Sunday Night Football. Featuring the Cincinnati Bengals at Paycor Stadium. Taking on the Buffalo Bills. That's later in the evening. But here we go. Here is the Kansas City Chiefs player of the game. Play of the game. Get it on. Two up. McDuffie is the guy to keep the ball game alive, and he does so in terrific fashion. There you go. There's our those were our plays of the game brought to you by the NFL app. Of course, download the app. It's free to download. And, of course, follow your favorite team on their app. And, of course, the NFL app or any of the sports apps you can find that are free to download on Apple or the Google Play Store or whatever device you're using. Okay. So, Dolphins lose. Kansas City wins. But as we get into our game balls of the game, let's take a look at our week nine football. And we're going to start back with the Steel City Steelers taking on the Tennessee Titans. But before we do that, and go into the Steel City. Let's have a look at who was on the bye week this year. 
for this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars are getting ready to play the San Francisco 49ers as they are in their bye week this week, going 6-2 and two on the season. Six wins, two losses. The 49ers are also on the bye week, and they are 5-3 and three going into next week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Detroit Lions' next opponent is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers as they try to improve to 7-2 and two on the season. Their current win-loss streak is 6-2. to two. Six wins, two losses. The Denver Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs last week, heading into the bye with a win-loss record of 3-5. and five. Three wins, five losses. Hey, if they can win next week against Buffalo, maybe they have a chance at turning things around. But I'll let you Buffalo and Denver fans decide that outcome next week. To the Steel City we go. And it looked like a great Thursday night football match was in was in for a great time. Unfortunately, we were disappointed as football fans. As the Pittsburgh Steelers took the victory 20 to 16. Of course, earlier today, and you'll hear this on Bill's post game, I'm sure. The Chiefs take down the Dolphins 21 to 14. In the second half, we go the one o'clock games, and we've got a 21 to 13 Falcons lead over the Vikings, a 23 to 3 Ravens lead over over the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals might be done; they might be out of this one. This week, I'm sorry to say, Arizona fans, but they might be out of the game this week. The Cleveland Browns, aka the Dog Pound, have put the Cardinals in their bird cages, screaming for air. It is 20 to 0, third quarter action. Cleveland Browns just putting on a smackdown against the Arizona Cardinals. Speaking of smackdown, Friday night smackdown is back on the air this Friday after a wild WWE crown duel. What's in store? Stick around to find out wherever you could find WWE Friday Night Smackdown. 
this Friday and every Friday on the WWE calendar. The Green Bay Packers are taking down the AA Rams 10 to 3 in the second half, third quarter. The Buccaneers are taking on the Texans, but this one still looks like it's close. 23-22 the score with 5 minutes and 59 seconds to go in the third quarter. 23 for the Buccaneers, 22 for the Texans. Or I should say championship Texans because the Houston, Texas baseball team, the Texas Rangers, won the World Series. If you didn't know already, now you know. It's fourth quarter action. In a 17-17 tie with the Chicago Bears and the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints 17, Bears 17. And it's almost looking like a 17-17 matchup in New England with the New England Patriots leading by only 17 points to the Washington Commanders 20. They trailed the Commanders 20 to 17. Still to come tonight, we've got the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Carolina Panthers. That game gets going in roughly an hour and a couple of minutes from now, 4.05 p.m. is the start time of kickoff. And then we've got two 4 o'clock matchups at 4.25 p.m. First, it's the Giants taking on the Raiders. Then it's the Cowboys taking on the Eagles. And to wrap up week nine, right after Sunday Night Football, it's the Chargers versus the J-E-T Jet Jet Jet. The New York Jets are hosting Monday Night Football. Just like they did with the Buffalo Bills. This should be an interesting game. I'm sure everybody's going to want to watch this game. Who comes out alive in Monday night when the Jets play the Chargers? Buffalo had it, and they lost it on Monday night. But that was week one. This is week nine. And there's no Buffalo Bills in the Jets game. It's the Chargers. Okay. So now we know what's going on, and we'll continue to keep an eye on the scores as we wrap up the show. Now it's our middle segment, and it's our favorite portion of the game. Of course, it's my favorite, and it's probably your favorite if you listen to Buffalo Bills postgame. It is the great 
time to talk about our game balls. Brought to us by the game that our host of Buffalo Bills Post Game is playing right now. And I mentioned it earlier in half of our opening segment, Madden NFL. Available in the PlayStation Store and, of course, available wherever games are sold. So, who are the anti-heroes of game balls for the Chiefs? Who are the anti-heroes? Of the Miami Dolphins. Let's find out what our game ball mark says. That's the part of the show on the middle segment where we talk about our game balls of the game. And it always happens on Dolphins postgame with our middle segment. So let's not waste any more of our time and just get down to the players of those game balls. We've got three game balls to give out to the Miami Dolphins team, and we've got Three game balls to give out to the Kansas City Chiefs. Or, as I call them, and the NFL calls them. Sorry, NFL, I'm shutting you out, but I'm not saying anything wrong about you. This is a great sport. So. Our game balls. I think I'm going to give one... Game ball to Jalen Waddle for the Miami Dolphins. Not a great game for him. One rushing attempt for just 12 yards. But hey, at least he had six targets and three receptions for 42 yards. Maybe got to work with him on the ground a little more. He only averaged 12 yards, which was his longest. Didn't score a touchdown. And yeah, like I said, six targets, three receptions, 42 yards for him. In the air, he got 15 yards as his longest. Our next guy comes from the Dolphins receiving core, and we talked about it with Jalen Waddle. But listen to this guy rock your world. Cedric Wilson Jr. Five targets, one reception, 31 yards out of that one reception. And he gains. 31 yards, but that's about it. 
Heck, he even averages his yardage, 31 yards. That's almost like saying, why couldn't you make it 40 yards? Hey, it's a game in the end, right? That's all that matters. And game ball number three. I mean, this guy needs a little bit of work. I'm not sure where people are at, but I like to give Salvan Ahem Ahamed some game ball workables here. First off, three targets, two receptions, eight yards, averaging only four point yards a carry. And gains just five yards as his longest. Now, if you said that was nine yards his longest, I think you'd be joking with me because he only said it only says he gained eight yards. But was he on the ground? Yes, he was on the ground. He had like three attempts, and instead of getting eight yards. He got four yards. But, however, this time he averaged 1.3 yards on the ground. And his longest yard on the ground was nine yards. So there's a silver lining there. Okay, Cedric Wilson Jr., Jalen Waddle, and Salvan Aheim. Mohammed I apologize to number 26 running back of the Miami Dolphins if I'm getting your name pronunciation wrong I will work on it so those are your game balls of the game from the Miami Dolphins side Speaking of game balls, who is the Chiefies of Kansas City Chiefs? As I said, anti-heroes of the game. We gave Patrick Mahomes a player of the game, but hey, nothing says triple dose like game ball. You already know what is it. What his experience was, I'll just repeat it in case you forgot. So he was 20 of 30 for catches, 185 yards, 185 yards, a carry, 6.2 average, two touchdowns. He was sacked for a loss of 11 two times. And that's about it. But hey, what was his longest? Oh yeah, 16. His longest yards were 16. You know he's been great all year. Even in the Tyreek Hill tender. With the Kansas City Chiefs 
But when push comes to shove, but when push comes to shove, call in this guy, Travis Kelsey. And no, Swifties. When I say Travis Kelsey, I'm not going to talk about Taylor. This is about him getting a game ball. So just wanted to clear that up. And if you don't know what I mean, pause pause this right now and go back to the very beginning where I explained why I wouldn't talk about it. Anyways, Travis Kelsey, how did he do today? Well, besides going on the ground, because he's usually a receiver, he did incredibly well. Four targets, three receptions, 14 yards, 4.7 average. And he kind of had only seven yards as the longest, right? So kind of great job by the Miami defense, if you say, if I do say so myself, keeping Travis Kelsey on his toes a little bit. Although, I do have to admit, 14 yards is pretty big for Travis Kelsey. And our final anti-hero and player of a game ball deserving goes to Guy Moore. Number 24 of your Kansas City Chiefs. How did he do? Well, here we go. Three targets, two receptions. Out of those three out of those three targets, on two of those receptions, he he gravitated yards of 33 yards per carry of average 16.5. His longest yards was 23. Yards. And yes, he didn't score a touchdown, but that's okay. He'll get it next time. Okay, so the game balls are out of the way. Let's dive right in as we get into our middle segment conclusion and check out what's going on in our early game. Any games final yet? Nope, doesn't look like it. But we do have a lead in a 17-17 tie. As the New Orleans Saints now lead at 24-17. What's this now? The Houston Texans are in the lead 30-23 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, the Buccaneers, they were in the lead, but now they are trailing. Meanwhile, it doesn't look no, no better for the Arizona Cardinals as they've given the ball up yet again. 
the dog pound has the ball. And that score is still 20 to 0. In favor of the Cleveland Browns. We talk about close games. Well, how's this for a close game? Fourth quarter action. Minnesota and Atlanta Falcons. Remember how I said we saved those guys early on in the opening show when we were talking about where the, that score was? Well, here's where it's now. Minnesota in the lead by just three points. It's 21 to 24, the score. Baltimore is still putting a smackdown on the Seattle Seahawks. 30-3. The Green Bay Packers are trying to keep the Rams out of the ball game. But the Rams are saying, no, we're not leaving this ball game scoreless. That score right now, Packers 10. Rams field goal. Yes, it's basically three to ten in favor of the Green Bay Packers. And the new England Patriots are trailing but have the ball through the Washington Commanders, or did have the ball. It's now fourth down and six on the New England 20. They're on the 20-yard line. Oh, boy. I'll let the Patriots postgame tell you all about that. Anyways, two games in the books, and those include our game, and the Steel City game. Reminder, that score, final score. Steelers 20. And of course, their opponent. Sixteen. How's that for an interesting game? Tyler Rowland. At least he didn't lose by 30. It's pretty great that I'm kind of starting out. I love listening to your podcast, Locked on Titans. And I don't just listen because win-loss, that's the story. No, I listen because I love how you go about your perspective on the Titans. Speaking of perspective, with our look into week nine's games happening right now, completely over, it's time for my perspective on the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. Before we get ready to prepare you for Sunday Night Football, featuring the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, and the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Uday. Yes. Well, that game gets going at 820 sharp. On Sunday night football. And we're going to get you ready for that within that final segment. But before we do that, time for my perspective. So overall, I do feel like this was an interesting game. And I've heard the phrase, whoever travels well internationally usually wins the game. And I just think that the Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs equally traveled well, but the Chiefs had the upper hand. And I'm not saying that to diss the Dolphins fan base here. I'm not saying that to disrespect the Kansas City Chiefs fan base here. No, I'm just saying that I think it all comes down to getting on the board early and finishing the game last with the ball. Which Kansas City did all the way. All right. Yeah, so listen, Miami Dolphins fans and Kansas City Chiefs kingdom. This was a great matchup. This was a fantastic game. Yes, there were some yuck. Yes, there were some good. There was definitely some ugly. But I don't think the game preview guy for the NFL saw some fireworks like we tried to see in this game. But maybe that's just my take on it. We are all entitled to our own opinions at the end of the day, but you can never predict an outcome like this game. The Dolphins lose it 21-14 to over the Kansas City Chiefs. We're back to wrap it up on Dolphins posting with our final segment of the program which also includes getting you ready for Sunday night football for the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. In a Sunday night showdown between Paycor Stadium and High Mark Stadium's teams. Best of luck to both of you. And also in the final segment, we will make one final check-in on our early games, who at this point in time could be finished by now, the one o'clock for that matter. It continues the Dolphins postgame into Monday. As we prepare for a great Monday and a victory Monday if we're Kansas City Chief fans. As the Kansas City Chiefs win the early riser game. 21-14. to 14 Over the Dolphins. What's next for both teams? We'll all find out. Next.
Stay with us. You are listening to Dolphins post game, and it continues to roll on into Sunday night football and Monday night football week nine conclusion. Right after this. Looking for sports content on the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Bills, and the Argos, as well as the Blue Jays and the Raptors during the NBA basketball season, the NFL, CFL football season, the blue, the baseball season in MLB, and the hockey season in the NHL, then you've come to the right place. Check out Sports for Beginners, the podcast, with me, Scott McGregor, where we talk about everything and anything in the world of sports media and around the teams, the Pittsburgh Penguins during hockey season, the Buffalo Bills and Toronto Argonauts during football season, the Toronto Blue Jays during baseball season, and the Raptors of Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, during basketball season. We've got you covered every week, but if you've got any questions or feedback, please send us an email at sportsforbeginnerspodcast8231 at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports for beginners podcast 87 and to learn more about upcoming episodes and when they drop please visit https colon slash slash sports for beginners number zero dot wordpress dot com once again, that is https colon slash slash sports for beginners number zero dot wordpress dot com. Catch you later, fans. It is Dolphins post game, and we are preparing for at the crack of our 30 second break the Sunday night football portion of our final segment. And yes, we will take a little bit of a 30 second break out of here. 
But now that we've gotten all the games getting ready to wrap up on the one o'clock schedule, it's time to look. It's time to get ready for the final piece of our Dolphins post game and get ready to send you over to Sunday Night Football, featuring, as mentioned, the Buffalo Bills taking on. The Cincinnati Bengals in the place where a season ago a game had been suspended, canceled, whatever it was, the game did not finish until the playoffs. I will not get into the details. Instead, I will prepare you for the game. Because we're ready for Buffalo Bills. We're ready for Cincinnati to go at it again. And before we know it, a cold night in Buffalo will just be a cold night in Buffalo. After the NFL season passes by. So, as we keep our Taylor Swift vibes moving in this post game, we've reached our final segment of the program. And since we're going to be talking about Buffalo and Cincinnati for the next couple of minutes, let's continue with some other thoughts on our game featuring the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. First, I've got some attendance records to look at. And if you are a Miami Dolphins fan, a Kansas City Chiefs fan, but you love basketball and are a Toronto Raptors and San Antonio Spurs fan. Great news. Toronto Raptors and San Antonio Spurs are underway. The score as they begin play, 12 for the San Antonio Spurs. And 10 for the Toronto Raptors. So, before we get back into my perspective, as we get ready for our match between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, let's see where Frankfurt, Germany attendance record was for a game like this at 9.30 in the morning Eastern time. Our time, American time. So, the attendance record was an attendance record of 50,000, 
50,023. Let me say that again. 50,023 fans in attendance. That's pretty good. For a game in Frankfurt, Germany. Good job, Germany, hosting this game. I can't wait to see what your next attendance record looks like next week. I'm sure it will be great. Speaking of great, let's take a look at our up-and-coming matchups. Before we forget, so we're going to start with Kansas City before we go to the Miami Dolphins because I think it's clear to everyone that after this game concluded, it's the bye week for the Miami Dolphins. Speaking of bye weeks, it's also the bye week for their opponent next week, the Kansas City Chiefs. As they won't be back in action until they play the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football, Week 11. 8.15 is the kickoff time. And it features a good matchup. It will be the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And then, Kansas City Chiefs fans, it's over to Las Vegas, where you will play as the road team against the Las Vegas Raiders for a 4.25 p.m. start. In Las Vegas. December rolls around, and you know what that means. Especially if you love the holidays, we're getting close to the new year, and we're also getting close to the countdown to Christmas being over. But before the NFL gets to the Christmas games, it's time for a matchup on Sunday Night Football Week 13. It features the Green Bay Packers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs at Sunday Night Football in Green Bay. Meanwhile, Sunday of the Bills versus Chiefs, it's 425 start at Arrowhead Field between the Buffalo Bills and you, Bills Mafia, in the Buffalo Bills. 
that will be a fantastic game. And as we urge closer to the final weeks of the NFL season, as soon as Kansas City is done with Bills Mafia, they're off to Foxborough for a match between the New England Patriots of Monday Night Football. In week 15. Week 16, it's back to face the Las Vegas Raiders. But this time, it's not in Las Vegas. It's in Arrowhead. Which means the Kansas City Chiefs are the hosts. And you're in their kingdom. So good luck, Las Vegas Raiders, week 16. We'll end off the Kansas City Chiefs look ahead with week 17 when they face the Cincinnati Bengals, who, as mentioned earlier, are going head-to-head against Bills Mafia and the Buffalo Bills later on tonight in week 9 at Paycor Stadium. That is a 425 start. In week 17 of the NFL season, who is in, who is out, we'll tell you all about it when we get closer to the final week of the NFL season. Speaking of getting to the NFL final weeks of the the regular season, For the Miami Dolphins, as I mentioned with the Kansas City Chiefs, it's the bye week in week 10. Next week. But don't look too far ahead, Dolphins Nation, because we've got matchups from 1 o'clock to 3 p.m. in the afternoon featuring a Sunday matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders next Sunday after the bye week. And we've got afternoon football on Friday with the New York Jets in New York. Week 12 at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. The clock gets back up to 1 o'clock when the Miami Dolphins get hosted by the Washington Commanders for a 1 o'clock start on Sunday, December 3rd. In week 13. Tennessee Titans action is Miami Dolphins action. In week 14 on Monday, as they play their Monday night football game between the Tennessee Titans and the Miami Dolphins. That should be a fantastic game in December. 
weather permitting. As the snow is about to come down for its victims, we move close to the Miami Beach and Hard Rock Stadium Week 15, Week 16, and of course, the night of the Tennessee Titans game, Week 14. But in Week 15, it's the New York Jets taking on your Miami Dolphins at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Sunday. Then, next Sunday afterwards, it's the Dallas Cowboys for a 425 p.m. kickoff in Hard Rock Stadium. It's bye-bye from Hard Rock Stadium until week number 18. When we have a match between the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins in Baltimore. That game gets going at 1 o'clock p.m. And that pretty much wraps up our look ahead. Again, this game between the Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins was brought to a fan base of 50,200. 50,023 people in attendance. And your top performers were both the quarterbacks, basically, Tua and Patrick. But you'd be remiss if you didn't talk about the top performers of the receiving and the rushing. And no surprise, it's Isaiah and Raheem for both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. It is Cedric Wilson and Rasheed Rice. On the receiving front. And those notes come courtesy of the score. As I mentioned with the other one with CBS Sports, download the app and follow your team. All right, we're getting close to Sunday Night Football. It's now 4 o'clock. So let's see if we got any finals. And we in fact do. It's over and it was well over. But the Seattle Seahawks did not get blown. Well, they did technically get blown out. They lose it to the Baltimore Ravens 37-3. In favor of the Baltimore Ravens. They basically got blown out of 
Baltimore. Or in the words of October, they got their butt scared crap list out of Baltimore. They basically just wanted to leave the terrors of Baltimore. Not to say Baltimore is a bad city. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is it was quite a nightmare in Baltimore if you were Seattle Seahawks fans. At least you didn't get shut out with nothing on the board. That would have been disastrous. But you know who did get shut out? The Cleveland Browns beat the Arizona Cardinals. It was over before it started, I think anyone could say. But nobody expected this. Your final score in Cleveland. 27. Cardinals. 0. The Browns, 27. The Cardinals, 0. That's a game you never want to look back on, I'm sure, Cardinals fans. You are probably going to look at that when somebody asks you, what do you think of that game? And say, well, that was just, we didn't play. But hey, at least there's another week of football. And we're going to look at who you're facing as we continue to get ready for Sunday Night Football in just a moment. Watch the Commanders take down the New England Patriots 20 to 17. Hey, look, it's the year 2017. But we're in 2013. We're in 2023, excuse me. Now imagine if the score was 23 to 20. There's a game for you. I'm losing it here. I'm losing it. Anyways, anyways. The Chicago Bears cannot bail themselves out of New Orleans as the New Orleans Saints take them down 24 to 17. You like big games? How about this one? Green Bay, 20. LA Rams, 3. LA Rams just didn't have it with them. The Green Bay Packers took it from them. 20 to 3, the final score. And the game's just about to end right now. We've got a 30 the 33 game over in Houston Texans against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Minnesota Vikings are getting close to finish, but it looks like the final score in that game as they are counting down the clock with 39 seconds now. It looks like our final will be Atlanta 28 Minnesota, 24. 
Falcons beat Vikings. But we'll see. Underwear right now. Of course, it's obviously scoreless. It just began. It's the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Carolina Panthers. That game, 0-0. Tampa Bay's got the ball. And they are moving to Houston's yard line with a minute two to go in the fourth. Action on the ice as we get ready for my thoughts on the Bills and Bengals. And we're continuing my perspective a little later on when we get to our sign-off. On the ice, we've got just two games going. It is the Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Anaheim Ducks with puck dropping at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And in literally over two hours from now, as it is 4 o'clock, We've got the Chicago Blackhawks in Connor Bedard playing host of the New Jersey Devils. That game gets set to drop the puck at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Quiet night on the ice. And it's a quiet night in MLB because there's no more games for the MLB. The World Series champions, as I mentioned, are the Texas Rangers. We've got some MLS, we've got some Major League Soccer coming up in just a few hours from now. At 5 o'clock, we've got the Sporting KC versus the St. Louis City SC. Kickoff is at 5 o'clock p.m. And later, it's the Vancouver Whitecaps taking on the Los Angeles FC at 7.30. All right. Back on the football side of things for the NFL. So, let's go to keys to victory for the Week 9 finale of our games around the corner. Let's start with Sunday Night Football. And we're going to get to that portion of our final segment right after a word from Broadcast Math as we turn the tide to Monday and a new week. I've got some content coming for you on Sports for Beginners the podcast for Miami Dolphins content during the bye week. So stay tuned for when those for when those will happen. And keep your eyes peeled for double post game dolphins happening after the final whistle of the New York Jets game that will happen to recap 
the Tennessee Titans game and the New York Jets game in a special Dolphins post game. How will I do with the other games? Check Sports for Beginners website, their Facebook page, or email them at sportsforbeginnerspod8231 at gmail.com to stay up to date with what will go on. Well, my friends, our first round of Dolphins postgame this season, covering every game, is almost complete. But will we be doing postseason? We'll find out when the postseason nears its way. It is the 104th season of the NFL. And it makes its way to its 104th playoffs. As the weeks continue to roll on, we continue after a word from Broadcast Map. Take it away, Taylor. Looking for a good hockey podcast that covers your favorite hockey teams and mine? Check out On the Ice and Behind the Benches, where we chat about our favorite hockey teams from puck drop to the last play of the action. To learn more, follow the On the Ice and Behind the Benches Facebook page, search On the Ice and Behind the Benches. I love 
piece in the game of chess, an emblem of our city, our fan base, supportive, empowering, uplifting, fueling us on offense, rallying us on defense, an unparalleled force. Overwhelming opponent, single-handedly overloading the enemy's strategy. One, three, one, two, three, like any great battle, this is the tale of two queens and two kings. Two cities desperate for a championship. Two quarterbacks driven to deliver. Looking for the end zone! Touchdown, Buffalo! Into words that decided all. Check mate. Check mate indeed. We continue our vibes with you on the Swifty side of things for Dolphins post game. But now, Dolphins, now, Chiefs, it's time to check in on our opponents as we get ready for them in our final showdowns or beginning showdowns. As they get ready to take the field against the Cincinnati Bengals. But is it checkmate for the Buffalo Bills, or is it checkmate for the Cincinnati Bengals? We'll all find out later tonight. It's Paycor Stadium. And as mentioned, it is in worth talking about as much, but in this stadium alone, everyone remembers it didn't reach its end in the regular season. And it was the last game on the Monday night schedule before the game stopped for a brief minute because of a serious Serious, serious injury that could have ended a Buffalo Bill player's life. We will not get into it, but we all know who he is. And we know that in this very stadium on Sunday night, it could very likely happen again. Unless 
both teams have learned from that experience. Obviously, everyone wants to forget what happened, but you can never, ever forget the situation that has gone down. And this even happened on Monday. This even happened one Sunday night with the Buffalo Bills in their game with the New York Giants. But the game went on. Everybody remembers what happened. And everybody knows that it's very likely, in light of the circumstances, injuries will happen. I wish I could talk hockey with you on this podcast, but we're talking about the Bills and the Bengals. We are talking about the Chiefs. And the Dolphins. We've just wrapped up our portion of the Dolphins and Chiefs. And now we're sending you off into Sunday night. But we're also sending you off into Monday night. As another team gets ready for prime time. And that is the matchup between the New York Jets and the LA Chargers. That game gets going at 8.15. Looks like our 425 matchups are underway. So here are our final scorers of the afternoon. Early afternoon. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose by one to the Houston Texans. Ladies and gentlemen, the Texans put up an upset by one point to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Your final score, Houston Texans, 39, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 37. Where did that come from, Houston? I guess I should have stopped talking about Houston while the game was in the Buccaneers' favor. That's my bad, Tampa Bay. Sorry for the upset. Meanwhile, the Washington Commanders still end up with a victory over the New England Patriots, 20-17. to The Green Bay Packers beat the LA Rams, 20-3. The New Orleans Saints, we mentioned it, they took care of the Bears, the Bears, 24 to 17. The Ravens just out down the Seattle Seahawks, 37 to 3. 
the Vikings got their butts handed to 31-28 was actually in favor of them. 28 for the Falcons, the Vikings. 31. And of course, our Thursday night football game alongside our game, the Steelers smacked down the Tennessee Titans 20 to 16. Your final score here on the Miami Dolphins front. 21, Kansas City, 14, Miami Dolphins. Our 4 o'clock games are underway, and it's no surprise that they are scoreless right now because the games just got underway. Let's see what the scores are after we talk about our keys to victory for both Buffalo and Cincinnati plus our keys to victory for Jets versus Chargers. First, on the Buffalo side, we heard from the Buffalo Bills preview the calm before the storm check me at the end but I put out a question that I want you guys to kind of have a tunnel vision and kind of think of that for a second who is check making who is it the Buffalo Bills or is it the Cincinnati Bengals? Either way, the big question I have before I get to my keys to victory is who's going to finish the game and who's going to sleep after it? is all said and done. Will it be the Buffalo Bills finishing a full game? Will it be the Bengals finishing a full game? Or will they all just have that same deja vu all over again? From what happened weeks ago, a season ago. We all don't know what to expect, but we do know this. It's a rematch from the playoffs. And that is where the keys to victory come into play. So let's start with the easy ones. Let's start with the defense. Now, obviously, the defense wants the offense to get on the board fast so that they can keep the lead. But we've seen defenses and offenses sometimes not on the same page. 
So I think my key to victory for the Bengals and the Buffalo Bills on the defensive side is to, when you have a score, try to keep it. Try to keep your offense guessing on what plays they're making and make them feel like they have to be very careful of interceptions or, in our case of this game, fumbles. Play hard, but don't. This is key to victory number two. Don't play rough. Don't be making penalties. Don't be taking unnecessary penalties, to be exact. And don't cost your team the game. Key to victory number three basically aligns with this because I'm talking about the offense here. Now, we've seen the defense get called for penalties, but offenses can be called for penalties. But here's the one I struggle with the most. You, the quarterbacks, Josh Allen and uh, Joe Burrow. I do believe Joe Burrow is still a Cincinnati Bengal, but I will have to check. And the reason I say these guys' names is not to diss them. No, I say that to make sure that they're aware, and I know they are, of being picked off by the defense. Because let's face it, every quarterback's dream is to have a great defense keeping them on their toes. And in their line of work, their defense that their team has is probably the best defense you'll ever see in this game. I expect a lot of fireworks, basically, in this game. Let's move on to the Jets and the Chargers. Now, for this game, I mean, there's lots to say about this, but I think I'll just start with victory key number three first. And that first key to victory is get on the board and stay ahead. Now, this goes for the Bills as well as the Bengals, but I'm using it for the Monday Night Football match because we know that if you get ahead, you tend to slip away from the lead if you make mistake after mistake after mistake. So when you get the ball, make sure when you grab the lead, you, you stay in the lead because a lot of things can happen even after you have the lead. That's key number three. To a victory for the bank for the Jets and Chargers victories on a week nine finale in New York. Why did I say finale? You may ask. Well, 
I said that because after Monday night, it's the next week. And with the teams I'm covering right now for you on Dolphins post game, that's there. All right, you guys do your work. We're on our bye. See ya later. We'll watch you guys go ahead and see if we can pick up. But that's kind of the opposite for those for those teams next week who are coming off the bye and are still playing football. So, yeah, it, that's why it's a finale. And I don't mean finale as in like that's the that's the end of the football season. We're not even there yet. Still a couple of weeks left to go in the NFL season. But if this was the CFL, yeah, I'd say finale for that reason. But we're in the NFL conversation. So Key to victory number two would be on your defense side. Hold the offense to at least zero points or less than zero points. Basically, if it's a big game, which we know not going to happen, from time to time, teams will get on the board, have a big lead. And as you saw with the Chiefs, I'll use the Chiefs and the Dolphins game as an example. The Dolphins could have easily lost this game 21 to 0. But they fought back. And unfortunately, they couldn't come up with an upset. Instead, they lost 14 to 21. So for the defense, for the Chargers and the Jets, it's tough, I know, but try to hold your offenses. So if you're on defense, basically hold the offense as tight as you can. No holes. For the offense to go. Basically make them. Have to throw the ball. And key number one victory. As our third. For both. A Chargers and Jets win. I'll use the key to victory I used with Buffalo and the Bengals. Avoid as many penalties as possible. As I mentioned, don't cost your team the game. Don't make an unnecessary penalty. Only take penalties if necessary. Do not take a penalty if it is not necessary. Otherwise, you're costing your team the game. But I'm sure anybody who who's reported on this team, these teams that I'm talking about, will tell me straight up, well, what if 
those penalties aren't unnecessary? What if those are mistake penalties? Sure, why not? Go ahead, take it. But ultimately, just don't take unnecessary penalties is the bottom line here. Okay! One final check-in before we wrap up with my perspective on this game, 21-14. to 14. And we send you over to Sunday Night Football progression for Buffalo and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we're going to check in with our week nine afternoon games. And as it currently stands, while one team is in the second quarter, we have a 3 nothing lead Indianapolis Colts over the Carolina Panthers, but that game is in the second quarter. 3 nothing Indianapolis Colts lead. We have a 7 nothing in the Philadelphia Eagles game over the Dallas Cowboys and the Las Vegas game, the Las Vegas Raiders game over the New York Giants. Anything can happen in those games, but all that matters is who gets the final score. All right, we're about to get ready to send you over to Buffalo Bills football, but as we've reached our station. A reminder that this game has been brought to the Sports for Beginners station and any stations in particular who are talking about the Buffalo, who are talking about the Dolphins and the Chiefs. To us, with an attendance record in Germany of 50,023. 50,023. 50,023 is our attendance record. From Bank Park, your referee, Clay Martin. And with that being said, as we prepare to stay so long from Dolphins postgame until next Sunday, this has been Dolphins postgame. Part of the Sports Brigadiers podcast, and I have been your host, Thomas McGregor. Catch me Tuesdays on On the Ice and Behind the Bench as the podcast. Doing our daily recaps of the NHL regular season and getting you ready for the next week of the NHL regular season. We've got two weeks to recap this week, including a memorable week in the NHL with a certain someone by the name of Adam Johnson. And I promise you guys, I'll get that charge to you right away. It is November, after all. And we are getting close to November 11th, which is, of course, 
Remembrance Day. Veterans Day, All Saints Day, any of those days come here in November. All right, Swifties fans, from this point on, with the Kingdom Chiefs victorious and the Finns fans looking for a bounce back with Finns Nation, we've made it to our shutdown. So our closing message is next. Thank you very much for listening. Of course, if this was on YouTube, I would just like to remind you guys that work with YouTube and, of course, the viewers. Just before I make the sign-off, as I've already done, that all of the credit for the Swifty music goes to Taylor Swift and the fans of the music. And it also goes to... It also the credit also goes through my phone with CBS Sports and of course the Discord apps for the breakdowns, the game balls. But I'd also like to oblige that when you're listening to this on audio, we hope you enjoy the content. And we are trying our very best to get it out to you as best we can we are very new to this podcasting but we are trying our very best to keep the shows coming for you there's lots of content to come and with that being said it's time for the sign off as i said that is it for this one thank you very much for listening of course click subscribe on youtube and of course like if you really like this show click subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms if you really like it tell all your friends about us and until then Finch nation i'll catch you down the road next sunday i'll also catch you down the road kansas city chiefs Next time around with the Miami Dolphins. Maybe it's the playoffs. Who knows? We'll all find out, I'm sure, in due time. But for now, it's time to send us off to our closing message. And our final words. Those were my final words of the program. I'm out. Until next Sunday for the Miami Dolphins, which will be against the Las Vegas Raiders. Same time, same place. Hard Rock Stadium what I is what I mean. You can see me here on Sports for Beginners right after the game. 
And I'd like Penguins fans to know, as I've completed my sign-off, that it is never goodbye. It is until next time. Be sure to check out Scott's post-game shows here on Sports for Beginners or later every Wednesday on on the ice and behind the benches, the podcast. But with that being said, the closing message is next. Send us out Sunday night football. That is it for Dolphins Post Game. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday football. And let's go, Dolphins. Let's go, Chiefs. With that being said, I wish you all a very fantastic evening. Have a great week. And I'm out. Until next Sunday. Enjoy yourselves, guys. Sunday Night Football is on its way on the Sports for Beginners podcast. But for us, we're out until next Sunday. So keep it tuned in for updates on further Dolphin Post games. And with that, we're out. Anytime on Spotify, Apple, wherever you find the podcast on Sports for Beginners. We'll see you later, Dolphins Nation. And thank you so much for tuning in. See you next year of the Dolphins Post Game. We meet next Sunday. Keep it going with us at Sports for Beginners 82. At gmail.com. The questions for the podcast and so on. Visit us at our website. And it is never goodbye, it is until next time. Bye bye for now.